Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today we'll mainly look at the Cubs' 4-3 win over the Reds from a pure player development aspect. Many people like to think player development is done once a player hits the major league level. They get that first day of Major League Baseball per diem, and they are finished developing. That is the final product. Assess them entirely off of what is seen, because what is seen is what that coaches exist for a reason. Players have things that you know. Maybe I ought to try this. Maybe I look in. Maybe I ought to look into this other thing. Coach says, "Hey, how about this? Let's look into this." I, I posted something today from Owen Casey getting interviewed by. Oh, geez, I'm Brett. Not remembering the gentleman's name, Brzezinski, something like that. Um, who, he's been doing some interviewing of Cubs prospects. He'd interview, he's interviewed DJ Hers. He's interviewed Owen Casey, doing a very good job. And Owen Casey was talking about how when he was in high school, when he was in high school, his legs were very spread out in the batter's box, very spread out. You know, you, you think of... Um, your legs on a plane like your shoulders. His legs in high school were far stretched out, well beyond his shoulders. And while it worked perfectly fine, it worked perfectly well. When he got to the Cubs, the Cubs said, "Hey, we 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 want you to try something else. Just to, just look into it." Two weeks of working on what was being taught. First pitch in the box, he hits it out of the ballpark. He's totally sold. He's good with it. Players develop because coaches are, players positively develop when coaches effectively do their job. I'm going to say that again, less uh, sloppy. When players develop, it's because coaches are doing their job. Most of the rest of this podcast is looking at today's Cubs game from a roster development perspective. I'm going to start with the outlier. Taylor Williams is a player who I had floated as a player the Cubs might want to claim on waivers. The Marlins beat the Cubs to Taylor Williams. Not sure if the Cubs were going to claim Taylor Williams either way. It will not be Taylor Williams that's being added. The idea is not specifically guessing the right player, because frankly, that's what it is. You look at the this, you look at the that, you look at the other things, and you're not going to necessarily know from a baseball reference page, from a fan graphs page, from an anything page, how well a player will develop. Unless, of course, you've been watching his practices, you've been watching his uh, spin rate numbers, you've been watching all that kind of stuff, his exit velocity numbers. If you've been watching all that, then yeah, you should probably have a job in Major League Baseball. But Taylor Williams, claimed by the Marlins, is not the guy the Cubs will add to the 40-man roster. We shall see what shall happen soon. But it's kind of dopey having a 40-man roster spot available at this time of year. It just doesn't do a whole lot of good. Starting with the uh, game today, 
Justin Steele was basically fantastic. He ran out of gas in the sixth inning. This stuff happens for people who say, yo, he's in the major league. He's already No, he's developing. He's developing. He's developing. He pitched very, five very good innings against a team for whom this was an important game. The Reds are fighting for a playoff spot. The Cubs or <laughs> Cubs players are fighting for roster spots. That's different. Um, Justin Steele is fantastic. Ran out of gas a bit in the sixth. Fair. No problem. Something to build off of for next time. Um, Scott Efros. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I was impressed by his first inning. I was impressed by his first inning. Again, a situation where the Reds, in the playoff hunt, the game is actually important to them. They, you know, they, they borderline need to win every game to qualify for the playoffs. Efros does a nice job in the first inning. In his second inning was what? One, two, three, four, six pitches? Six pitch second inning. I didn't even have Scott Efros penciled in as a second inning guy. I'm thinking he is, you know, come in. Pitch your one inning, get the heck out of Dodge, and, you know, let somebody else play. I didn't think of him as a two-inning guy. Well, apparently, if Scott Efros is a guy who can go a second inning, um, it's going to be really hard, really, really hard, really, really hard to keep him off the 40-man roster in the offseason. And yes, by all means, getting the 40-man roster right is what September, it's what August was about, it's what September is about, it's what October is about. November is about part one of the execution, December is about part two of the execution. After December, after the um, 40 man roster is nailed down for the off season, after the winter meetings and the Rule 5 draft, then Thinking about free agency is completely legitimate. But until such point, if the Rule 5 draft isn't over yet, if the Rule 5 draft isn't over yet, I really don't want to hear about free agency. I don't want to hear it because there are too many vitally important steps. I hear people saying the Cubs ought to go out and sign this veteran reliever free agent. They ought to go out and sign this reliever and this reliever and this starting pitcher, and this starting pitcher, and this outfielder, and this infielder. They're saying that now. They're saying that now, today, September 6th. I'm trying to figure out who's on the 40-man roster. Figure out the 40-man roster first. Figure out the... I, I, I got a hunch. Who's your, who's, your, who's your top reliever that the Cubs might possibly bring? Let's say Andrew Chafin. Andrew Chafin is a nice, simple, Chafin or Tepera, either one. Chafin, Tepera, either one. Oh, the Cubs ought to go out and prioritize Chafin. The Cubs ought to go out and prioritize Tepera. They ought to go out and get this one. Is Scott Efros going to be on the 40-man roster? Is Adam Morgan? Adam Morgan. A actually, that was a really good call today by Andy Green. Um, the... What was it, the third time through the lineup? The Reds, <coughs> who had right, right, right at the bottom of their order. 
actually is more right, right pitcher, right, right pitcher. Cubs brought in uh, Cody Hoyer to replace Justin Steele. And while Hoyer did not have great success, he did get Cincinnati to go left, left, left off the bench. Left, left, left off the bench. And if you were to look at their bench in the sixth inning, uh, in the seventh inning or the eighth inning, what the Reds had left on the bench was left, left, left as far as as far as pinch hitters, left, 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 and hitting seventh, eighth, and ninth, they had left, left pitcher. Not a whole lot of flexibility there. So it gets to the ninth inning. Who should the Cubs bring in? Should it be Manny Rodriguez? Should it be this guy? Should it be that guy? Let's bring in Adam Morgan because they got three left-handed hitters due and three left-handed hitters pit sitting on the bench. Where, how could they possibly bring in a right-handed pinch hitter? Adam Morgan was going to face left, left, left. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but Adam Morgan against left-handed pitching seems reasonably safe right now. I'm going to say that again. Bringing in Adam Morgan against three left-handed hitters seems reasonably safe now. It worked. Adam Morgan is a fascinating call for the 40-man roster. Let's say the Cubs say, hey, we're going to have Adam Morgan on the 40-man roster in the offseason. Doesn't mean you don't have to add Andrew Schaefer or someone similar. Doesn't mean that it might not be a wise idea. But somebody's got to walk me through why having Adam Morgan on the 2022 off-season roster, 2021 into 2022, is a stupid idea. Somebody's got to walk me through that. He is a left-handed pitcher. He's the type of left-handed pitcher that you go out and sign, possibly to a minor league deal, possibly to a major league deal, possibly to a three-year deal, uh, for $13 million, and then he goes out and he blows his arm out. Adam Morgan's not going to cost Jack. I don't know what his contract's going to be, if the Cubs keep him around. I'm sure he would be arbitration eligible. I'm sure he'd probably get, I don't know what, $2, 3000000 something like that. Seems reasonable to me. I, ju- I, I keep looking at the 40-man roster. I keep looking at the 40-man roster. And I'm trying to make decisions on that because the decisions on the 40-man roster are the important thing. Okay. Frank Schwindel. Frank Schwindel is why 40-man roster, which is... I knew where I was going. I just took the wrong road. Frank Schwindel is exactly why baseball fans ought to be familiar with the DFA wire. Frank Schwindel is exactly why baseball fans ought to be familiar with the DFA wire. If you are not familiar with the DFA wire, if all you're familiar with is these are the guys that are on my team, these are the guys that I like, these are the guys that I don't like for some vague reason. I had somebody tell me a couple days ago, I don't like this player on the Cubs because I bet on the Cubs one day, and he ended up losing me money. 
Damn, if that's the reason you don't like a guy. Wow. Wow. Some of these crappy takes on Twitter. And you're going to get mad at a guy for costing you. Wow. Okay. Um, assessing the 40-man roster over the offseason. Is this guy worth keeping around? Frank Schwindel is why you should be aware of the 40-man roster, of the DFA wire, of the waiver wire. Who's coming available? How long would the team have him? What are his upsides? What are his downsides? Somebody was talking about how Justin Steele coming up, he's usually been in the like 25, 27, 30 range as far as prospects, you know, somewhere, somewhere in that range. Which uh, somebody was saying, if the Cubs have 29, 30 better prospects than Justin Steele, that's kind of impressive, isn't it? I said, well, what about Frank Schwindel? Cubs claimed Frank Schwindel off of waivers and people laughed at it. Uh, put him in the lineup and he started hitting. Never, ever, 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 ever was Frank Schwindel on the Cubs' top prospect list. Never, ever, 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 ever. And when the Cubs picked him up, he was a prospect. He was a prospect. He had like, what? I don't know, 12 at-bats, 15 at-bats, 18 at-bats. He's still a prospect. Oh, but he was old. He's hitting the hell out of the ball. I don't care how old he is. Patrick Wisdom, same thing. If you are going to be productive and you're under the threshold, you're a prospect. I don't give a damn how old you are. Know the DFA wire. Know the players who are available for virtually free, especially, especially, especially if your team is in a situation where this week, this month, really isn't all that important as far as the standings. Of course, the Cubs might pass up the Cardinals, who have actually been trying, and that'd be funny as hell. Oh, well, we tried. Well, yeah, you kind of suck, too. Thanks for Patrick Wisdom. Um, one final thing out the door. Ian Happ. Checked on Fangraphs today. He's now up to 2.8-2.9 million in value in 2021 as of this season. I'm really not too concerned about what you thought about how he was hitting in late June, maybe July, when the Cubs were languishing. Sometimes players have slumps. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen to Everyone, they're going to have a slump. They're going to have a stretch where, wow, it would have really been helpful if I would have been playing better than I did at that point. With Ian Happ, the question is, does he deserve a 40-man roster spot over the offseason? Does Ian Happ deserve a 40-man roster spot over the offseason? Hit another three-run homer today in the first inning. It's really hard, really hard to keep Ian Happ off the 40-man roster. It's really hard, really hard to justify keeping Scott Efros off the 40-man roster. It's really hard to keep Frank Schwindel off the 40-man roster. It's getting really hard to keep Adam Morgan off the 40-man roster if anything like this continues on into the future. Save the talk about which starting pitcher the Cubs ought to offer a whatever, whatever, whatever contract in February. It's not February. It's not February. It's September. 
it's September. Focus on the September things. September things are who should the Cubs claim on waivers to take up the 40 man, 40th roster spot? Or possibly should they call someone up from the minors to add someone to the 40-man roster that way? Tomorrow, Adrian Sampson starts. Assess Adrian Sampson in his game. Is he worthy of a 40-man roster spot? Is it justifiable to give Adrian Sampson a 40-man roster spot? And all the other guys will come in out of the bullpen. Trevor McGill, Michael Rucker, Scott Afrost, Dylan Maples. Assess them all. Assess every single one of them. Are these guys worthy of a 40-man roster spot? Get the important things done first. Get the things that matter long-term done first. Get the 40-man roster right first. Then, after the 40-man roster is done, after all that kind of stuff is taken care of, then, by all means, once the Rule 5 draft is over, once the Cubs have either drafted someone or not drafted someone in that, then, by all means, get to who the Cubs ought to look into as free agents. But first and foremost, make sure you nail the 40-man roster in, in November and December. And there are two different cutoff dates. One is November 19th, which is players for the Rule 5 draft submission. Then there's December 2nd, December 3rd, something like that, as far as for the rest of the players. Get those questions right. Get those questions right. Since we're talking about players on the 40-man roster and players on the 40-man roster who um, need development, a little birdie, a little birdie, a little birdie, a little birdie mentioned to me, I'm not putting any stock in it at all. Not putting any stock in it at all until it happens. But a little birdie told me that Braylon Marquez was on a flight today. Where's Braylon Marquez going? Where would Braylon Marquez be heading? South Bend? Myrtle Beach? Tennessee? It should be nice to plug Braylon Marquez into the rest of the arms that are doing what they are doing. Uh, seems a bit odd that Marquez would start with a full season affiliate, but if that's what they're going to do, then that's what they're going to do. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the flight was to Mesa. I don't know. But um, assess what can be assessed. Pay attention to what's going on. Does this... It, it, I, the, after the first half inning, I uh, the first inning that Scott Efrost pitched, I said he, he took a quarter step to the right. A quarter step to the left. Quarter step to the left. After the second inning, I, it's almost unfathomable. Scott Efrost not having a 40-man roster spot over the offseason. He might have a couple of outings where he gets plowed, but everybody has some outings that, where they get plowed. Uh, Brewers, I saw, were losing 11 to nothing 
today and 10 of the runs were earned and they started one of their good pitchers. Hey, sometimes you just have those days. But looking at the names, constantly assessing, constantly deciding, does this guy belong? Does that guy belong? Does the other guy belong? With Andrew Romine gone, that is one less option, one less uh, decision to make. Not that it was a decision anyway, but uh, now the 40-man roster is down to 45 names. And assessing, looking at the names, does this guy belong left column? Does this guy belong right column? Does this guy belong center column? Getting the 40-man roster right is vital this offseason. Because the Cubs are verging on the point. You, you, you move it, people like to move things back to the 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016 timelines. It's different. It's different. It's different. The entire trading galaxy is different. The Cubs traded everybody in the universe and brought up a whole bunch of people. And guess what? Frank Schwindel is playing a whole hell of a lot better than Cody Ransom did. Patrick Wisdom is doing a whole lot better than... Oh, who do we want to go with? Um, Crime and his sakes alive. Uh, Actually, Wisdom would probably be good for Cody Ransom. Uh, Schwindel for... I don't even know who we're going with. But um, assess the players that are playing. Assess the players that are playing with an eye to the future. Does this player make sense for next year? Does this player make sense on the 40-man roster? Don't even worry about, does Rafael Ortega have to start next year? No, he doesn't. Frankly, I'm putting Jason Hayward on my 40-man roster, but there is a possibility he won't be with the team all of next year. There's a possibility. I still think he's on the roster until the labor situation is cleared up, and then he might go away. There's a possibility. If they have a better outfielder than Jason Hayward, and the labor situation is cleared up, he can go away. Assess what's accessible. Assess the players on the roster. Assess the players that are on the roster. And get that right first. If the Cubs get the basics right, everything else comes a whole lot easier later. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. I hope you've had a great holiday. Be safe. Be nice to others. Hopefully you had some sort of a picnic or something, something like that. Some burgers or some brats or some hot dogs or potato salad or baked beans or whatever the heck you had. Have a great day. More later. <laughs>